Stealth fluorescence labeling for live microscopy imaging of mRNA delivery. An article by Tom Balladay, Marcus Wilhelmson, and others from Chalmers University of Technology, Gothenburg, Sweden, and AstraZeneca, Gothenburg, Sweden. Journal of the American Chemical Society, 2021. Abstract. Methods for tracking RNA inside living cells without perturbing the natural interactions and functions are critical within biology, and in particular to facilitate studies of therapeutic RNA delivery. We present a stealth labeling approach that can efficiently and with high fidelity generate RNA transcripts through enzymatic incorporation of the triphosphate of TCO efflorescent tricyclic cytosine analog. We demonstrate this by incorporation of TCO in up to 100% of the natural cytosine positions of a 1.2 kilobase mRNA encoding for the histone H2B fused to GFP. Spectroscopic characterization of this mRNA shows that the incorporation rate of TCO is similar to cytosine, which allows for efficient labeling and control tuning of labeling ratios for different applications. Using live cell confocal microscopy and flow cytometry, we show that the TCO labeled mRNA is efficiently translated into H2B GFP inside the human cells. Hence, we not only develop the use of recent based analog labeling of nucleic acids in live cell microscopy, but also importantly show that the resulting transcript is translated into the correct protein. Moreover, the spectral properties of our transcripts and the translation product allow for their straightforward simultaneous visualization in live cells. Finally, we found that chemically transferred TCO-labeled RNA, unlike a state-of-the-art fluorescently labeled RNA, gives rise to expression of a similar amount of protein as its natural counterpart hence representing a methodology for studying natural unperturbed processing of mRNA used in RNA therapeutics and in vaccines, like the ones developed against SARS-CoV-2. Introduction RNA is a key molecule of life and a main active player of the central dogma of molecular biology. RNA is also a crucial regulator of gene expression by, for instance, micro and small interfering RNA and through its intrinsic catalytic activity. RNA therefore plays a fundamental role in biology. It has, for these reasons, emerged as a highly promising and versatile drug modality with potential to modify cell function at a translational level, opening up entirely new avenues to address previously undruggable targets. Increased molecular and mechanistic knowledge of biological processes that involve RNA is therefore important and requires, in many instances, new methodological tools. In the context of RNA therapeutics, cell delivery remains a major challenge, and better understanding of cell uptake, endosomal release, and cytosolic delivery of RNAs is needed to unleash their full potential. A major problem in this regard relates to the challenge of directly visualizing RNA molecules as they are taken up, processed and subsequently released into the cytosol. 
Recent advances in RNA imaging have generated a broad spectrum of tools and probes by which RNA can be analyzed and quantified, but they generally rely on the use of heavily modified externally labeled oligonucleotides with chemical and physical properties that are significantly different from their natural counterparts. Cyanine dyes, such as CY3 and CY5, conjugated, for instance, by strain-promoted cycle addition linkers, remain the most common labeling choice, even though their bulkiness and hydrophobicity significantly impede both transcription and translation of mRNA. Development of more universally applicable RNA labeling schemes and probes that are minimally perturbing to RNA's function and compatible with live cell fluorescence imaging is therefore needed and may become as crucial for RNA field as the discovery and understanding of the green fluorescent protein GFP as has been for proteins. A major challenge in RNA imaging is to develop new methods and probes that are functional in living cells. While methods reliant on self-fixation such as fluorescence in situ hybridization fish can visualize and quantify endogenous mRNA interactions with astounding specificity and single molecule resolution, they fall short with respect to capturing the spatiotemporal and conformational dynamics that are important to RNA function. The development of threat per functionalized antisense oligonucleotides ASOs is highly interesting in this regard, but requires binding of at least two ASOs to the mRNA target, which may hysterically block protein binding sites, hinder mRNA translation, or induce tertiary structure formation. In practice, the method has also mainly been used on fixed cells. To visualize RNA in live cells, probes are often conjugated to a vehicle such as a DNA nanocages or gold nanoparticles before delivery. Another emerging strategy is to fuse the RNA of interest to an optimal sequence that binds fluorescent dyes in situ, but this can also adversely influence translation efficiency and RNA protein interactions. To reduce the risk of interfering with enzymatic processes, chimeric mRNA have been developed with multiple stem loop structures downstream of the stop cadden, which serve as binding sites for fluorescent fusion proteins. While versatile, all these labeling strategies impact profoundly on the physico-chemical properties and molecular weights of RNAs and therefore risk significantly perturbing their natural function, spatial temporal distribution and transport. Additional less perturbing strategies for labeling mRNA have therefore been developed, relying for example on click chemistry approaches with a desire to functionalize 5' cap analogues 3' polyethyls or nucleotides, enabling in-cell post-transcription labeling of mRNA. Similarly, Zimniak and others have produced a range of recent 5' cap analogues that are compatible with both transcription and translation. However, the resulting mRNA products only carry one single label and have therefore not been possible to visualize inside cells limiting the applicability of this method. Fluorescent nucleobase analogues, FBAs, have emerged as attractive labels for DNA and RNA. However, even though we 
and others have significantly improved FBAs with respect to brightness, excitation and emission to facilitate the use of fluorescence microscopy. Significant challenges have remained regarding development of FBAs that are sufficient enzyme compatible to be effectively processed during transcription and translation. FBAs have the advantage of being internal fluorophores with relatively small chemical modifications to the natural base that they replace. Furthermore, the design enables normal base pairing and stacking of the target nucleic acid. FBAs are therefore considered to be native-like fluorescent labels and have been extensively used in vitro to probe nucleic acid structure and behavior. We have, for example, designed FBA interbase threat pairs to obtain detailed information on the structure and base orientation in DNA and RNA, and others have used FBAs to study biophysically ribosome-mediated codon-anticodon base pair formations. A handful of studies indicate that FBAs can be incorporated into RNA via cell-free transcription, resulting in, for example, circa 800 nucleotide RNA strands with a modified cytosine or short transcripts with fluorescent isomorphic guanine or uridine. However, none of these studies have proven that FBA transcripts can be translated and FBA-labeled RNAs have not yet been used in biological applications or to visualize RNA molecules inside living cells. This progress is indeed to translate FBAs from useful in vitro probes to functional tools for chemical and medical biology. In this study, we demonstrate that the fluorescent tricyclic cytosine analog 1,3-diaza-2-oxo-phenoxoxenzyme-TCO can be enzymatically incorporated in high numbers into RNA by end-labeling reactions as well as cell-free transcription. We furthermore show that it is possible to exchange all natrocytosines in a 1.2 kilobase long mRNA for TCO and retain translation competence both in vitro and in human cells. We also demonstrate for the first time that an FBA-labeled mRNA can be sufficiently fluorescent to be directly visualized by confocal microscopy in a living human cell and used to study mRNA delivery and protein translation in a drug delivery context. This presents a significant advance to the FBA and RNA imaging fields and a new powerful tool to enable effective visualization of RNA and thereby enable studies of RNA function, trafficking and localization in a variety of cellular contexts, including for example, drug delivery, virus processing, and exome biology. Results and discussion. Synthesis of the tricyclic cytosine analog triphosphate. The TCO ribonucleoside triphosphate has, unlike the corresponding nucleoside, never been synthesized and hence we needed to establish a synthetic route toward our target molecule. Since the Yoshikawa and Ludwig Eckstein conditions were published in 1969 and 1989 respectively, a plethora of methods have been proposed for the triphosphorylation of nucleosides.
but no generic method exists to effectively synthesize and purify ribonucleosides triphosphates in the high yields that are required for practical use in biochemical applications. To overcome this hit and miss aspect of triphosphate synthesis, we developed a new synthesis scheme that requires no preliminary protection of the two prime and three prime positions and that facilitates purification of the final product. In our hands, these new methods allow the synthesis of the TCO ribonucleosides triphosphate used herin and two addition nucleobase modified ribonucleoside triphosphates in equally good yields, and we envision it could therefore become a generic and convenient route to add any modified nucleoside triphosphate. The TCO ribonucleoside triphosphate was synthesized from a solid supporter ribonucleoside, a strategy that has never been reported for modified nucleobases but tempted with some success for a modified nucleobases with 2'O methyl backbone protection. Our synthetic scheme relies on phosphoramidide chemistry, which involves the use of cyclocell phosphoramidide 5 and base tetrabutyl ammonium dihydrogen pyrophosphate 6. This approach was developed by Maya and others to achieve efficient 5' triphosphorylation of short solid support bound and RNA oligonucleotides in moderate to good yields. In our hands, both Krupp's and Maya's solid phase triphosphorylation methods yielded the product although Myers gave a higher yield. To the best of our knowledge, the cyclosol phosphoramidide method on a solid support described herein has never been applied to a single ribonucleoside before, let alone to produce a modified nucleoside triphosphate. Briefly, a long-chain alkaloamino-controlled porosity glass CPG support was functionalized with a succinyl moiety Protected ribonucleoside 1 was synthesized according to a method by Fichtbauer and others and attached to the succinated support by ester bond formation. The resulting ribonucleoside 4 on a solid support could be stored in the dark at room temperature with no degradation observed over three methods. Interestingly, intermediate 4 could also be synthesized by succinylation of ribonucleoside 1 in solution followed by coupling with the amino support 2. In both cases, the starting nucleoside could be used unprotected at the 2' prime and 3' prime positions, thus eluding the need for additional protection steps, which makes our method straightforward. Subsequently, triphosphorylation of ribonucleoside 4 was performed using the cyclosal method. After triphosphorylation, support-bound triphosphate was deacetylated and cleaved from the CPG support using ammonium hydroxide methylamine AMA for two hour at term temperature. Subsequent reverse phase or ion exchange chromatography allowed the desired triphosphate 7 in a triphosphorylation yield of 60% and with a high UV purity of 99%. Importantly, up to 85% of the unreacted nucleoside 1 
could conveniently be recovered by precipitation from the first reaction crudes, compensating for the low loading achieved. Considering this, our tree phosphorylation method gives an overall yield of up to 30% of the TCO ribonucleoside triphosphate, which is higher than the more solution-based alternatives. Cell-free enzymatic incorporation of TCO into RNA The TCO ribonucleoside triphosphate, TCOTP, was used to produce fluorescent-labeled RNA via two different enzymatic methods. First, we tail-labeled short RNA oligonucleotides using the terminal deoxynucleotidal transferase enzyme, which catalyzes template-independent addition of random nucleotides to three prime overhangs in both DNA and RNA. Starting from a 17-mer single-strand RNA, we demonstrate successful addition of multiple adjacent TCOs on nearly all RNA primers. The addition was equally effective with cobalt-2, magnesium-2 or manganesium-2 as cofactor in accord with the normally reported function of TDT, supporting a native-like enzymatic processing of TCO. TDT-mediated tail labeling of longer single-strand RNA sequences was also successful and the main products were more uniform, containing typically one or two TCO. The lower processivity found for this longer RNA could be an effect of its length or of its 3' sequence, but more likely due to the fact that the TDT is a DNA polymerase that prefers deoxyribonucleotides both as substrates and as templates. The fluorescence originating from a TCOT labeled RNA was clearly observable by the naked eye upon UV radiation. This proves that it is possible to use TCO to site specifically end label RNA of virus length, which represents an advantage in terms of enabling dual labeling of RNA strands where combinations of TCO with other base or backbone modified fluorescent markers will enable monitoring of, for example, in vivo stability. We also tested the capacity of T7 RNA polymerase to incorporate TCO-TP into short RNA transcripts, observing successful transcription without premature transcription termination, even upon complete replacement of canonical CTP with TCOTP. This confirms that TCOTP is readily accepted also by the T7 polymerase as a substrate. To further assess the enzymatic processing of TCOTP, we tested its propensity to be misinserted opposite to a single deoxyadenosine downstream of the T7 promoted sequence of a guanosine free DNA template. Transcription reactions were run in the presence of either TCTP or TCOTP and in the absence of UTP. With the first template, no noticeable difference was observed in the reactivity of TCOTP and CTP, whereas a mismatch closer to the T7 promoter sequence resulted in slightly fewer aborted transcripts and hence more full-length transcripts with TCOTP compared to native CTP.
They suggest a minor increase in error frequency with DCOTP. A previous report by Stengel and others uses structure-related tricyclic cytosine analog (TC), which carries a bulky sulfur atom instead of an oxygen at position 5 of the pyramidone ring to produce RNA transcripts. The reaction proceeded with a considerable formation of mismatched TCA base pairs. As a further comparison to this, we tested the fidelity of incorporation of TCOTP by reverse transcription. After PCR amplification and a tailing reaction, the resulting applicants were ligated to the PGMT vector and transfected into beta-2033 component E. coli cells and plasmids stemming from white colonies were subjected to laminar sequencing. Multiple line metanalysis revealed a mere twofold higher frequency of misincorporation with TCOTP compared to CTP. Significant A to G transversions were observed at position 62 and lower number of transversions at position 24, 39, 42, 48, 51, 58. In a combination with the above-mentioned minor differences in abortion frequency found CTP and TCOTP, they suggest an overall lower level of misincorporation for TCOTP than for the analog reported by Stengel and others. Altogether, this shows that the fluorescent TCOTP nucleotide is well tolerated by both TDT and T7 RNA polymerases with the latter only marginally increasing the incorporation error rate in up to 50 nucleotide long RNAs. In this sense, TCOTP behaves better than the majority of previously modified nucleotides, including bulky triphosphate analogues. It has been reported that T7 RNA polymerase binds the incoming nucleotide substrate in open conformation, which could enable it to accommodate or modified base. Cell-free enzymatic incorporation of TCO into full-length mRNA transcript. We next extended the in vitro transcription to test if it was possible to produce full-length translationally active mRNAs with different degrees of TCO. Transcription of long RNA containing a fluorescent base analog has only been reported once but the circa 8 nucleotide transcript was not active in reverse transcription and no translation activity was reported, suggesting the transcripts were non-functional. Moreover, they showed that on increasing the amounts of the fluorescent tricyclic cytosine nucleoside triphosphate, the transcription reaction led to a shorter transcript, suggesting premature termination. Apart from being a fluorophore with superior brightness, we envisioned the TCO with the, its oxygen in the middle ring instead of the considerably bulky sulfur for the tricyclic cytosine used by Stengel and others, which represent a better cytosine analogue that would minimize perturbations to biological processes. We used a DNA template encoding for histone protein H2B fused to GFP to produce mRNA by cell-free transcription. 
template was coded and optimized to limit the number of CA repeats to limit self-quenching of adjacent TCO moieties. The optimization could also have the additional positive effect that consecutive incorporations of TCOs would be limited. Previous work indeed suggested difficulties for DNA polymerases to incorporate consecutive TCO TPs. However, we also observed in vitro transcription of a non-optimized calmodulin mRNA even at 100% TCO TP, despite this transcript containing three CCCC repeats. We observed efficient transcription of TCO incorporation in both T7 and SP6 RNA polymerases at TCOTP canonical CTP ratios ranging from 0 to 100. As demonstrated by Agarou's bleach gel electrophoresis of the resulting transcripts, the RNA transcripts appeared as one single band with a migration corresponding to the expected 1247 nucleotide mRNA product demonstrating the full-length mRNA was formed. The TCO-containing mRNA bands could be directly visualized upon 302 nanometer excitation using a conventional gel scanner. The increasing band intensities with increasing TCO-TP-CTP reaction ratio supported successful concentration-dependent incorporation of TCO. Ethidium bromide staining revealed similar amounts of RNA in all reactions, suggesting that TCO incorporation does not reduce the cell-free transcription reaction yield. Furthermore, unlike the RNA product formation reported by Steng and others, no short transcripts were observed, strengthening the conclusion that the T7 RNA polymerase processes TCOTP correctly and without premature abortion. Faint higher order bands were apparent with all TCO containing RNA transcripts, but could be effectively removed by heat and alteration. The intensity of the higher order bands appears to increase slightly with TCO content, which could reflect the increased hydrophobicity introduced by these modified bases. Importantly, we demonstrate that TCO can be successfully incorporated into full-length mRNA and that this reaction proceeds effectively even when canonical CTP is completely replaced with TCO-TP, suggesting that this base analog is highly mimetic of its natural counterpart. Transcription, efficiency and spectroscopic properties of TCO-containing mRNA we use absorption and fluorescence spectroscopy to quantify the incorporation efficiency of TCOTP compared to canonical CTP following purification of the RNA transcript using a commercial cleanup kit to remove unreacted TCOTP. Absorption spectra of TCO containing transcripts show an absorption peak at 370 nm, consistent with its reported spectrum inside RNA. The relative magnitude of this peak compared to the RNA absorption at 260 nm confirms that the degree of TCO incorporation is concentration dependent and allows us to determine the relative rate constant for the incorporation of CTP and TCO-TP.
The ratios between the rate constant Kc, Ktco were close to or slightly above unity for all transcripts, suggesting strongly that T7RNA polymerase discriminates only marginally between CTP and TCOTP. Observation of equal incorporation efficiencies for TCOTP and CTP differs from other published studies where the corresponding cooperation ratio was found to be lower than 0.6. For DTCOTP incorporation into DNA and analogs DTCTP into DNA and TCTP into RNA. These suggest that TCO is a good nature, mimic with minimal perturbing effects on transcription processes. Furthermore, a trivial but noteworthy consequence of the determined rate constant is that the TCO cooperation degree in our mRNA matches extremely well with the percentage of TCO-TAP added to the transcription reaction. In quantitative fluorescence labeled cell analysis, it is important that fluorescence intensity is proportional to probe concentration. We therefore examined the massive behavior of TCO in the mRNA transcripts as a function of its degree of incorporation. We report a minor redshift of the emission spectrum with increasing TCO incorporation whereas more significant effects were observed on fluorescence quantum yields and lifetimes. The figure shows the quantum yield drops from 0.18 at 25% incorporation to a 0.09 at 100% incorporation, consistent with a corresponding drop in fluorescence lifetime from 4.3 nanosecond to 3.2 nanosecond. To describe this to electronic coupling of molecular states of the TCO flow 4 and the self-quenching effect due to increased adjacency between TCOs. The self-quenching at high TCO incorporation affects the relative brightness of the transcripts despite coding optimization such that minimum emission is achieved at 75%, although with relatively modest improvement compared to 50% submission. However, as shown below, a substitution level of 25% was sufficient to visualize the lipid complex TCO labeled mRNA, indicating that we believe to be a suitable labeling range for more cell applications. This is also comparable to the 25% substitution level of U positions with a widely used commercial CY5 mRNA delivered by Trialink Fide Infra. Importantly, due to the minor differences in cooperation preference between TCOTP and CTP, we show that it's possible to tune with accuracy the labeling density of mRNA to optimize the relationship between brightness and biological function. In vitro translation of TCO labeled mRNA. We next demonstrated that TCO labeled mRNA is functional in translation providing the first evidence that this is possible using an FBA-modified mRNA. We use a conventional transcription translation kit to produce Calmodulin-3 under cell-free conditions in bacterialized AIDS. mRNA with the same CTO-TP 
CTP ratios as used above was produced using the Calmodulin 3 DNA template plasmid provided with the kit, i.e. without any coding optimization. The expression of Calmodulin 3 protein was first confirmed by SDS page followed by Cormessi staining. The Calmodulin 3 band intensities for all samples with DCO modified mRNA are within 10% of the of the 0% TCO control, suggesting that the FPA has no significant effect on translation. The Calmodulin 3 production was further verified and quantified by Western blood. Densiometric analysis of the Calmodulin 3 bands of the three replicate samples showed that the protein yields from TCO labeled mRNAs were within 80 to 137% of the unlabeled control. One way ANOVA analysis with Turkey's post hoc test showed that the observed variations in sample means were not statistically significant, p less than 0.05. Still, judging from the trends in the core messy staining gel and Western blood data, it may be possible the translation of the 100% TCO labeled mRNA could be slightly impaired. Altogether, however, the in vitro translation data suggests that TCO, unlike other sugar or base modified nucleotide analogues, behaves very similar to canonical cytosine with respect to ribosomal processing and translation in cell free systems. This shows that TCO therefore functions as a novel fluorescent mimic of cytosine in both transcription and translation. Translation and visualization of TCO labeled mRNA in human cells. We used two different approaches to introduce TCO labeled mRNAs into human cells and test their in cell translability. The transcripts used were 5' capped and 3' protected by polyadenylation to avoid degradation. We found this to be necessary also for TCO-containing mRNA, suggesting that the FBA does not alter its stability. We observed by canonical fluorescence microscopy of live SHSY5Y cells the expression of a correctly localized and folded protein product following both electroporation and chemical transfection of the TCO-labeled mRNAs, suggesting functional processing of the FBA-modified mRNAs by human ribosomal machineries, as well as low frequency of misincorporation of TCO into RNA during cell-free transcription. We thereafter used flow cytometry to quantify the translation of protein based on mean cellular GFP for essence intensities. Electroporation was used to introduce mRNA directly to the cytosol and resulted in significantly higher transfection efficiency than chemical transfection with lipofectamine. We observed the transfection efficiency following electroporation decreased with increasing TCO content of the mRNA, an effect that rendered an effective lowering of the mean fluorescence intensity of the cell populations electroporated with mRNA containing TCO. Although this could indicate that TCO impedes in cell translation, our results using chemical transfection suggest this is a rather an effect of how the mRNA was introduced. 
It is possible that the increased hydrophobicity of TCO labeled mRNAs in combination with the high invasiveness and electric fields of electroporation cause some TCO mRNA degradation and or impose secondary structures that prevented translation. A slightly higher propensity to adopt secondary structures in vitro is indicated from the general analysis. In case the effect was not associated with toxicity and refrescent signal persisted of a 72-hour post-electroporation, although during this time the GFP presence gradually decreased. This is likely a combined effect of cell division and cytosolic mRNA degradation. Importantly, none of these effects appear affected by TCO content, suggesting that TCO-labeled mRNA that reaches the cytosol in a functional form is processed as the corresponding unlabeled mRNA. Chemical transfection using lipofectamine resulted in considerably fewer GFP-positive salts, but importantly, no TCO-dependent effects on either transfection efficiency or mean serial GFP presence were observed. This is in agreement with the cell-free translation experiments and suggests that TCO-labeled mRNA, if appropriately delivered, can yield as much cellular protein product as the corresponding non-labeled mRNA. Following chemical transfection, the mean fluorescence intensity increases over time, reflecting a continuous lipofectamine-mediated and TCO-independent endocytic uptake and escape of mRNA cargo to the cytosol. The complexation of the TCO-labeled mRNA with lipofectamine enabled its direct visualization inside cells using live cell confocal microscopy. This represents the first observational FPA-labeled nucleic acid inside a living cell and demonstrates that TCO is bright enough to be tracked following 405 nanometer laser excitation and yielded sufficient contrast over the autofluorescent cellular background that is typical to live cells. We therefore proceeded to visualize in real time both the uptake and subsequent translation of the FBA modified mRNA by time-lapse recording of cells of expressing an early ensome biomarker. We observed temporal colocalization of the TCO signal with MRFP RAB5 proteins, highlighting the fact that the mRNA transits through the early endosome following endocytosis. Importantly, our results show a successful new methodology that enables not only simultaneous spatiotemporal tracking of the uptake and tracking of the mRNA during cellular delivery, but also the appearance of its correctly localized and folded translation product. Finally, we compared the translation of the TCO-labeled H2B GFP encoding mRNA to that of the non-labeled variant to illustrate the effects of the FPA modification and in-cell translation. We thereafter did the same experiment with the commercial eGFP encoding CY5 labeled mRNA, relating its translation to that of the corresponding non-labeled eGFP control.
Despite the low labeling density, the CY5 labeled mRNA has only circa 20% of the translation capacity of its corresponding EGFP encoding non-labeled mRNA following both electroporation and chemical transfection. This is consistent with previous in vitro translation studies that confirm the translation impeding nature of the CY5 modification. Authority TCO and CY5 labeled mRNAs encode for different proteins. The normalization against the respective non labeled controls may still give an indication of the relative effects on translation of the two label types. Notable in this respect is that lipofectamine delivered TCO labeled mRNAs appear to function similar to their controls whereas the CY5-labeled variant is significantly translation-impeded. This could indicate an improved translability of mRNA-carrying our fluorescent FPA. Conclusion In this study, we demonstrated that TCO a fluorescent cytosine-based analogue with moderate chemical modification in a remarkable way, takes the role of the natural cytosine in a number of biochemical processes. This FBA is correctly recognized by several enzymatic machineries, including RNA polymerases, reverse transcriptase, and bacteria as well as human ribosomes. We have also developed a robust, generic, and affordable synthesis method to produce the triphosphate variants of unnatural nucleotides, presenting the first successful synthesis of the TCOTP nucleoside triphosphate. This chemical development is critical to enable the use of TCO and other FPAs in biochemical and biological applications. We demonstrate that TCO can be incorporated into short and long sequences of RNA via both end labeling and cell-free transcription, which enables versatile introduction of FPAs in both flanking and functional segments of different kinds of RNA. Importantly, we have managed to incorporate TCO in up to 100% of natural cytosine positions with full length 1.2 kilobase mRNA without any premature abortions. Analysis of the transcription products demonstrated that TCO is incorporated into RNA virtually as efficiently as native CTP and therefore constitutes a 2 nature mimicking fluorescent modification in this respect. Astoundingly, we also found that TCO labeled mRNA is translated into its correct folded and localized protein product, both in vitro and in live cells. This has not been shown for FPA modified mRNA before. In fact, previous published work using the cytosine analog TC failed to generate translation competent mRNA, even starting from a considerably shorter template. In addition, both in vitro translation experiments and chemical transfection of cells indicate that TCO-labeled mRNAs can translate equally well as the corresponding non-labeled control, suggesting that this type of internal label can indeed be less disrupting to mRNA function compared to a CY5-labeled. These points of the flexibility and versatility of the heroin-discovered TCO-labeling method which offers opportunity to tune labeling density to optimize brightness 
instruction of flowfuls along the mRNA sequence. Moreover, when using CY5 labels mRNA to start delivery, the modus in the field is to mix in a fraction of the labeled mRNA with the corresponding unlabeled mRNA, a procedure that increases the risk of incorrectly reported rates and levels of delivery and translation even further, something that now can be avoided without nature mimicking labeling technique. Finally, we present the first example of an FBA-labeled nucleic acid that can be directly visualized in live cells, showing the DCO brightness and absorption at 405 nm are sufficient to overcome previous limitations with FBA probes in biological applications. Moreover, we demonstrate how this conveniently allows for spatiotemporal monitoring of uptake, trafficking, and organelle colocalization of chemically transfected mRNA in a live cell model with simultaneous detection of its translation into H2B GFP protein. We envision that our straightforward approach for introducing non-perturbing fluorescent labels into RNA will be an excellent addition to existing imaging tools applicable for elucidating trafficking mechanisms such as endosomal escape and exosome formation, both of which are of fundamental importance for pharmaceutical development. Applying both TDT and labeling and T7 transcription strategies also hold significant combined potential, as it would enable selective and site-specific incorporation of dual labels to allow, for example, threat applications. We believe that the developments reported here will benefit pharmaceutical industry, clinical laboratories and academic partners aiming to furthering the understanding of uptake and endosomal escape mechanisms and allow them to take final step toward new and improved delivery strategies for next-generation nucleic acid-based drugs as well as for the development of the recently successful mRNA-based vaccines. Thank you for listening to Pub Reading.